listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 8th of June 2021. Uh, later, some technical analysis on the technology sector, but first, Australians are taking out more riskier loans. The Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, the banking regulator APRA, says $1.9 trillion in mortgages are out there and the share of interest-only loans and loans with loan-to-value ratios of more than 90%, for example, are climbing. So will higher lending standards or tighter lending standards come upon us? For more, I spoke earlier with economist Stephen Kukoulos. Stephen, Aussies owe $1.9 trillion in mortgages. It sounds like a huge number, but can you put that into context? Household debt is in fact huge, but we've got to remember that that debt is used to buy assets. And the main asset that people buy is their house. So when we add up the value of all the houses that Australians own, Plus, by the way, all the money they've got in superannuation, that is about $10 trillion. So net wealth, those assets, minus that $1.9 trillion of debt, equals around about $8 trillion of assets. So we're doing okay. Our leverage is not too bad. So to what extent are banks taking on riskier loans now? Look, there's some evidence that this housing boom has seen the banks want to keep and maintain and build their market share. So they're lending a little bit more freely. The loan to valuation rates have started to creep up a little bit. There's been a small recovery in interest-only loans. Investors are coming back and they're always perceived to be perhaps a little more risky because of their leverage ratio. So the banks are taking on a little more risk. But at the moment, with the housing market strong, with interest rates set to remain near zero for, well, as far as we can see, that that's not a problem. Doesn't mean that the regulators aren't looking at it because it could be a concern, but for now, Things are fine. Is there anything in today's data that would suggest tighter lending standards in the near future? In the near future, no, because what we saw in today's data was just a, a, a gentle increase in some of the criteria that you would uh, be worried about if there were more extreme movements. So the increase in the loan valuation rates, the number of mortgages with, uh, that are interest only, these sorts of criteria, they're still within most historical bounds. So they're not yet at these levels that are going to be triggering a response. Next quarter, with the housing market clearly still very strong during the June quarter, the quarter that we're in now, it'll be, it'll be watched very, very closely. If we get another increase or the increase is even more extreme next quarter, then I think this time in three months we'll be having a discussion about, well, whether they'll need to just rein in some of these easy lending conditions. So combined with record low interest rates, what does it all mean for the housing market and can Aussies afford it? For the moment, the housing market is still remarkably strong. Low interest rates, relatively easy credit are still driving this market. There's still some little concern, though, while the international borders are shut. We know that immigration numbers are around about zero at the moment. So that says to me that that demand for housing from what's driven it for the last 20 years, and that's a strong level of immigration, isn't going to be there in the second half of 21 and possibly into 2022. So maybe this will correct itself just through the, you know, the COVID effect, that the international borders are shut. But for now, Aussie householders want to take on more debt. Banks are willing to lend it. House prices are still moving higher. And for the moment, it's more interesting rather than threatening our economic recovery. 
So when does affordability actually become a problem? And what if official interest rates and thus mortgage rates start rising sooner than expected? Yeah, well, affordability is linked to prices, incomes and interest rates. Prices we know are making it less affordable. We know wages growth is still very weak. So that dynamic is, is not really a massive problem yet. And for now, interest rates are incredibly low. So that's actually helping affordability. But, and it's a really important but, we're seeing this in financial markets. They're starting to think about the notion that we could be seeing an interest rate rise in a year, perhaps 18 months or so. Certainly in Canada, the US, the UK, they're talking about it more than here in Australia. But we've got to remember that our economy is outperforming those. Our GDP growth, our employment response, our house prices are, gr are growing more rapidly than in most of these countries. So perhaps this discussion about rising interest rates will come back to Australia maybe this time next year. It probably won't happen before then, but clearly we're not going to see rate cuts. It's just a question of when and how much rates will rise. Stephen Kakoulis there, he is the Managing Director at market economics now quickly to the australian share market which rose today by 0.2 percent the 200 at 7292 points technology stocks leading the gains earlier i spoke with jessica Ami, market analyst at build direct jessica the market's been dipping in and out of positive territory today why well, the market hit a brand new record all-time high today, recovering from earlier selling for a couple of key reasons. Firstly, tech stock buying is mounting and the tech sector rose the most today, up over 1%. Plus, Victoria seems to be on track to ease their restrictions this week. So that's supported in stocks linked to the economic uh, activity. And thirdly, business conditions rose to a brand new record uh, thanks to businesses reporting higher profits and also noting that employment conditions are rising as well. But the big takeaway for today, Ricardo, uh, for investors is that Australia's tech sector is forming a technical formation. Uh, it's now about to break into a technical breakout. So today we saw a lot of uh, fund managers and investors buy into the tech sector, expecting a jump soon. So the tech sector, we mustn't forget that it's been in a bear market since February. What do we mean by bear market? It's been down 26% from February, but the tech sector has proved that the worst could possibly be behind it. Now, the tech, sector, uh, the tech sector has rallied for 21 days. And once these two points converge, uh, this is called uh, a golden cross. We're expecting more technical investors to enter the market and push the tech sector up even further. So watch your space. We're only a few weeks away from the end of the financial year. What typically happens from now through to then? Yeah, you're, you're spot on. So about 15 trading days left to the end of 30 June. So around this time, we usually see what's called tax loss selling. So this is where people make changes to their portfolios. They sell down underperformings or pretty poor performing stocks to write them off or to write those losses off against cracking gains all to minimize their tax. So we usually see end of financial year selling mount in underperforming stocks from about now through to next week. So it's really important to have a look at those worst performing stocks and expect some potential big swings. And where are the opportunities right now? 
Well, for long-term investors, I guess the biggest opportunities right now can be found in tech, which looks like it's about to form a technical strong uptrend. And also those end of financial year tax loss stocks that have been indiscriminately continued to sell down. Now, finding stocks in these two categories that could rally over the long term is the key here. Also, uh, take a look at those worst performing stocks of financial year to date. You could find some opportunities. So you've got a2 Milk, Appen, Resolute Mining, Mesoblast, they're some of the worst performers over the past 12 months. But if you look at those, there's some interesting stories. We know A2 Milk is the worst performer, but their shares are slowly bouncing off their almost four-year low. Why? Well, because China is now allowing families to have three children instead of just two. So there's plenty of value in looking at underperforming stocks. Aside from tech, as well as looking at end of financial year tax loss losers, uh, banks and resources are likely to do well in July. That's if, of course, the RBA does stop buying bonds, which means that bond yields will rise. And we traditionally see bank stocks and miners do well when bond yields rise. Jessica Ramir there from Bell Direct. Don't forget you can watch On The Money on SBS World News from 6.30pm uh, on SBS and you can listen to this podcast across a number of platforms including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and the SBS Radio app. You can follow me, Ricardo Gonsalves, on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music.